0: Welcome to the Product Management. We bring to you industry experts to share their valuable insights via this podcast on various topics related to product management. These include marketing, sales, development, growth, product fit, and many more. For latest updates, please subscribe to theproductmanagement.com. Alright, hi, I'm your host, Ujur Trivedi. I'm a products guy at India's largest office commute platform called Move and Sync. I also volunteer with Head Start Network to establish starting ecosystems across India. Today I'm with Ankur Sharma, he's got 14 years of experience, 12 years exclusively in product management. He's a NIT Hamirpur grad, senior director of products at Goaibipu right now, built multiple lines of businesses like flights and hotels. And has worked with large companies in travel space like Travelocity and Has worked with housing. Right before he joined Goibibo. Welcome, Ankur. Thank you, ajwal All right. So uh, let's get started uh, with our today's podcast. You know, which is uh, based on the theme of travel. So yeah, my first question would be like, there was IRCTC for trains, and there was Goibibo for flights, and then there is RedBus for bus. Now everyone is doing just about everything
1: right right. right.
0: Um, everyone's getting so I C T C I C flights I C T C I C hotels right. and Goibibo is all obviously into everything and so is
1: everyone else right how do you see the space now right so there are different line of thoughts around uh, how travel is going to evolve over the period of time mm-hmm. one line of thought is uh, you know what uh, Airbnb is championing they are saying that we will own the experience end to end Right, and that's why they are saying, Hey, you know what? We are not going to launch the flight till the time we are able to own the experience end to end. There are other line of thoughts, right? Like uh, Booking, which is the largest uh, online travel agency for the largest travel company in the world with 65 billion dollars worth of uh, valuation. Their strategy has been largely built around a website called Booking.com, which is hotels only, and now they have started backlinking. Uh, flights, backlinking car rental, but all are white labeled products of theirs. At the end of the day, the definition of travel also is changing over the period of time. So, there used to be a time uh, when we started off in our journey, at that point in time, flight used to be travel. Now, if you are going to ask a millennial, he's going to say, Hey, you know what? Tracking, going to perhaps Lay, that is what travel is all about, or maybe taking a Yulu. Miracle is what travel is all about. Travel has kind of split into various different segments in itself, like micro mobility, like alternate accommodation via Airbnb, home away, And what is happening, there's obviously a lot of innovation which is happening in these segments. But at a lot of places, these segments are coming together to own the experience together, right? For instance, Uber. What Uber did when they had to actually move into micromobility at places like London, they bought a company called Jump and started pushing forward lesser with their cabs and more with the cycles. So the way I see how travel is going to evolve is in a multi-pronged way. There would be people who would do anything and everything and there would be people who would specialize. There would be people who would do travel for customer acquisition, like Amazon is doing it in India. And then there would be people who would uh, actually create new categories in travel, like Uber is doing, like Lime is doing, like Yulu is doing in India. Like Airbnb has already done it and is actually creating multiple new categories by enabling companies who support Airbnb homeowners. It's like um, whenever I see at Airbnb, I kind of, is that era of Apple when an iPhone used to uh, spawn multiple accessories business. It has kind of actually spawned multiple, you know, homeowners business. There are people who have set up revenue management companies and getting funded for that, right? So travel itself, the whole definition of travel has become very multifaceted at this point in time and that is the pretty exciting part
0: right right very interesting uh, points you mentioned so are you saying that uh, this would evolve into I mean there are new avenues that are coming into picture like micromobility the likes of Yulu coming in and uh, then you know so, so new things are propping up and do you also say that there is still a lot of like so, so like it will expand and then again there would be a sort of consolidation happening in future,
1: right. So at this point in time, mm-hmm. uh, all these new categories are uh, at the time of innovations. Right. So there used to be a time when nobody knew how to sell hotels online, and then Travelocity started, it Then Expedia started doing, and then Booking took it to the next level, especially in Europe, because it said, "Hey, you know what? Don't worry about paying. You can pay at the hotel, right?" And now. Obviously, it's uh, taking time for booking.com to push forward in countries like India where the whole mental model is very different. It's the other way around, right? You need to educate people now um, into your mental model or adopt to India's mental model. But eventually, the bigger problem of travel is, and there would be obviously categories in travel where this problem won't be there, but the bigger problem of travel is that the customer acquisition cost, the CAC would always be very high. And it's a a pertinent cost primarily because unless and until you are doing you are enabling micro transactions on your platform you are going to travel only let's say once in two weeks maximum right? or once in a month or you know if push comes to shove in cases of packages international packages like once in six months or once in a year when your customer acquisition cost is high the cycle of market forces you to consolidate it has happened in US It has happened in China, it has happened in India, and travel continues to innovate and then consolidates because they realize that this is the best way to continue to juice the customers without increasing their customer acquisition cost. Having said that, there will always be categories which will stay away from this because they are able to enable microtransactions. So for instance, uh, I don't foresee get your guide being acquired so easily. Right, because Get Your Guide would be kind of in-trip experience, right? It will kind of pushes you to do multiple transactions. And so, for instance, I went to Singapore and I booked my experiences via clue. I have no incentive to actually go to Get Your Guide, download another app and figure out you know experiences via Get Your Guide. I will stick to clue. Uber is another very good example, right? If I am loyal to, maybe price is a factor, but eventually I will find uh, loyalty somewhere, right? Or I'll find ubiquity somewhere, right? I know that Uber is in India. I know when I go out of India, Uber is going to be there, which is not, perhaps not going to be the case with Ola, perhaps not going to be the case with Lyft in US.
0: Right, right. Very interesting uh, points that you've mentioned. So you're saying, uh, ubiquitousness is is extremely important factor in long term consumer loyalty, and uh, you know you're also saying that consumer will turn loyal someday. Is that what you're saying? Because it's 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 like yeah. I mean we've talked about it. Consumers yeah. like we don't we don't really trust consumers to be yes. loyal. We as product managers we've always uh, thought. You know that yeah. If you want to make someone loyal in the entire stakeholders or an entire chain, right. you want to you want know, to make the supplier side as being loyal, not Absolutely. not really the demand, because they are not definitely not going to be loyal. Right. So are you are you suggesting that this might happen in 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 future, like in the long uh, term? You know, in the larger scheme of things, that people would tend to stick to just one platform and not. So,
1: okay, maybe loyalty is a is a wrong word. Okay. Uh, monopoly should have been the better word, <laughs> right, right? right? Eventually, consolidation uh, force people to take side, force users to take side, and they take side to the larger person or to the larger the one cohort right. on the market because they believe that you know what, bada hai तो बेहतर you Right. So, there you said it. yes. All right.
0: All right. <laughs> Okay, so um, all right and move on to the next question and just like we just talked about the demand and supply and the, the stakeholders in, in these two, so like most businesses, you are also managing, you know, demand and supply for, you know, in the travel space, right. whether it is hotel inventory or whether it is the buses or, right. you know, or, so travel is most affected by seasonality. Right. Uh, you know, most very recently there were floods, and now I don't know if how this next long weekend is gonna go. True, because yeah, this is like the kind of off season. Hmm. Right? Like fashion can manufacture yes. a Singles Day or a Valentine's Day, yes. and you know, get things out there. Right. and You know, make a sale out of nowhere. Right. but I'm sure it doesn't work the same way with travel because right. uh, there is only uh, one summer vacation. There is one hmm. one few like days. Hmm. You know which is hard, uh, hardwired around that, you know, that point in calendar where uh, you can really take a lot of, you know, a lot of people can take vacations Right. and so how do you manage the demand supply? One part A of the question is how do you do it during the high demand time right. and how do you do it? Or how do you handle this during the off season?
1: Got it. So, you know, before I get to the answer of it, I'm just going to remove uh, now that we have kind of split the whole definition of travel wide open. I'll just remove all the micro mobility space because uh, we have spoken about right? Micro mobility isn't uh, seasonality impacted. Yes, there are are Uh, more of daily uh, things. Anything Uh, which enables micro transaction doesn't, right? So we'll just talk about stuff which gets impacted by seasonality. Let's talk about hotels, let's talk about flights Flights. and buses. Great, great right so largely taking a step back what we have learned in our business is two things which we need to do one is you increase your Pareto what do i mean by that in any businesses standard Pareto principle that anywhere you would get 20 percent of your or rather 80 percent of your business from 20 percent of your suppliers right? right what you need to do is you need to continue to improve upon your Pareto both at the supply side and the demand side so what that does is it kind of spreads your risks. Do
0: you mean the improving the Pareto means making
1: it 30-70? It could be 30-70, it could be 40-60. If you can do 50-50, okay. you are you Yeah, are but moving, in that, about, in, moving that in that direction. Moving in that direction Yes, yes. Okay. yes. So essentially, like from your 50% of the hotel, your 50% of transaction should come, something like that, or the other way around, right? Because what that will enable is that you will be more dependent on the business rather than on the leisure. Mm. which is where the seasonality gets impacted mm. that is kind of the one or one of the whole thing second thing is unlike what people think you can manufacture seasonality in travel people by impulse courtesy amazon and uh, flipkart buy impulse run behind sale okay and we mm. have the sale every week uh, which we run on specific bank offers and this works specially for, for flight doesn't really work for hotels. I'll tell you another trick for hotels, but especially for flights, what happens is with the bank cards, uh, you get better offers and people start looking out future or start booking impulse and they could be business bookings, which they are doing there, they might be booking for their friends or they might just be saying, okay, Hey, let me take a weekend off. Go to perhaps Mumbai, mm. right? Go to Chennai because going to Chennai. Via flight is pretty much as, after applying the discount, is as good as going via bus. In hotel, it is actually very much like fashion, wherein you can, there was a time when we used to run something called BOGO, buy one, get one. Yes. Right, and and it was a phenomenal time, right? It was, our site used to run, I, I used can, to- I can tell you from a Kundalini right, experience, right. we love BOGOs. Right. So, <laughs> so, so. so, there used to be a time when I used to call our site as IRCTC website because at 4 p.m., we used to launch BOGO and it used to be literally a hockey stick. Right, People used to just start booking at BOGO, right? People used to wait for 4 p.m. because they knew that every day, Five days a week, BoBo is going to run. Let me book at 4 p.m. We were just scaling at that time. There were times then, with the site would go down for 10-15 minutes. We didn't have a great promo in- wow. engine which we have now. We would make up for the lost bookings in next half an hour. Wow. Right? And that's why I used to... Like, people would just keep on clicking on book, 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 book till that time they are not getting the. So, that was a great learning.
0: And this is like off-season?
1: This is... This is season uh, agnostic right okay, okay. you are running this like all through the year, through the year okay. because you're what you are doing here is you are chasing growth right Right. right. Um, but largely right this is essentially the one one right but large, what we kept on doing we kept on getting better at revenue management okay. initially on excel sheet on learning what is happening at a city level when I started over we started collecting data at city level we started understanding what are we doing at a city level, splitting it into business versus leisure, saying, okay, how can we improve up our, our number of transactions in Bangalore versus, let's say, uh, Tirupati, right? And then moving or or better example would be in Bangalore versus Gorg, right? right? right. And then you move on to hyperlocations. Then you would say, okay, in Bangalore, is there a way I can improve my... Uh, transactions or room nights in uh, Chickpea, in Lalbag, in Majestic, right? Rather than, you know, trying to focus on Whitefield because that's where the maximum inventory is. And uh, if your, you know, size increases, share size increases, again, it's a flywheel effect, right? Your supply power increases, you get more power to ask for the margins, you have more inventory, the customer will come to you because it's a business market, right? So it's a standard revenue management, and over the period of time we have moved into dynamic pricing, wherein we we price the product uh, based on the demand signal, based on the supply signals at a hyper location level, and you know we have multiple levers of pricing now. So there's obviously a obvious lever of convenience fee, right, uh, which continues to keep changing between a new user versus a repeat user versus there are multiple segments of the users, right, versus a dormant user, blah blah blah. But then there are other uh, levers, there's a base price, right? You are also playing on the margins. You are saying, okay, can the hotelier give me, give this user a better discount because he's my loyal customer? And can I pass him on a 5% extra because he's booking six room nights with me as against you know another guy who is booking just one room night with me, right? And then you start segmenting them against, uh, you know, how frequently does he come with, come to me? Does he book for the same? Is he doing a fraud? And using your fraud prevention mechanism, you start giving benefits more effectively to your loyal users rather than to, you know, to the travel agents at the end of the day. So dynamic pricing has obviously helped us, especially to improve, to distribute the money where it is needed and not uh, leaving the money on the table. Right. right. Uh, from that perspective, it has been good primarily during the off-season time. Right. Primarily when there's a lot of inventory and you, couldn't price, you can price it lesser, but you don't know how, how much to price it lesser. And those signals, we also pass it into the hotelier. We say, hey, you know what? So we have a supplier system called Ingo MMT now. And uh, we tell users, uh, we tell hoteliers that, hey, you know what? If you would price your hotel at this price, it'll get sold. As against the price which you have, so kind of a price suggestion uh, for them, and if they accept, we give them a ranking boost as well.
0: Wow, wow, that's yeah, that's that's a super cool trick. All right, so moving on, like we were just talking about the supplier side. Um, so, so obviously there is one phase of travel booking platforms that the consumers get to see, which is the website or the app. Right. But a lot of heavy lifting app happens you know, basically on the P2B side where you are trying to manage the supply side. You talked about one small feature, which is the price suggestion engine yep. sort of yep. thing. Tell us more about this world, tell us more, What is what is what are the challenges there, what's broken, what right. remains to be
1: solved still it's a big bad wide world over there right right. especially (laughs) at the supply (laughs) right um let me start with the hotel and then i'll move to flights Uh, because unlike what a lot of people think and this has been a revelation for me also despite being uh, for what for 10 years in travel industry despite being 10 years in travel industry i always thought you know flight supply is sorted Uh, there's nothing sorted trust me i mean There's so much of information asymmetry built by the airlines. There's so much of price asymmetry built by the airlines and deliberately so. And I'll come to that why later. Let's talk about hotels first because hotels, uh, by the function of hotels being hotels, right, um, the supply is broken uh, primarily because you just see India, right? If you see the developed markets like US or Europe, the content is structured, the content is institutionalized if about a hotel you will read on airbnb if that hotel is on airbnb which nowadays a lot of hotels are uh, you would pretty much read the similar or same content on booking.com or hotels.com that doesn't happen in india because those content are being written by the online travel agencies right if there's a renovation happening users only get to know if the travel agencies get to know and the travel agencies only get to know if the hotelier tells you a lot of hoteliers um, so there's there's this whole massive piece of disconnect which uh, to be very honest tazela was trying to solve at some point in time and i was a big fan of theirs but then they took a hard pivot to this whole alternate accommodation journey i'm still you know able to wrap my head around why did they do that (laughs) but but you know they were obviously very early in the market especially in the alternate accommodation space in india right uh but before that they were trying to beautifully solve it so i don't know whether you know it or not a lot of bookings in the in the zilla like stazilla's name was in the smaller uh tier 3 tier 4 if you would book right and obviously there would be no internet connectivity so stazilla would uh, would let you book and would offline confirm the booking and then you know make sure that the, your booking goes through and it was a phenomenal last mile connectivity if i may say so right at that point in time so we had something called ingo ibibo which is now after post merger is being used by make my trip also it's it's a single source of truth for all the supply which we supply Um, and pretty much 97 percent of hotels we sell come out of ingo mmt Uh, so it's kind of and there are people who, there are hoteliers who put their inventories directly, they put their content directly, they say, okay, these many rooms, these are different room types, these are the different rate plans, blah, blah, blah. If I will take one step backwards, there's something called channel managers, right? So there are hoteliers who tie up with the channel managers and say, hey, you know what, channel manager, you take care of my inventory and these are like 15 OTAs, you distribute them my inventory and there are hundreds of channel managers in India itself okay and the largest channel manager in India has around 25% of market share so it's that fragmented and then there are hoteliers who are mom and pop shops okay I'll come to that later but they either they are doing revenue management on them by themselves or they are doing uh, they have these uh, BD guys who have you know because of this unfortunate uh, instances at Yatra, Cleartrip, Tribo they have now started uh, working with these hoteliers and started ma- managing their inventories on Excel sheet. essentially doing yield management revenue management making sure they become kind of a single soul, single point of contact for different OTAs not going to the channel manager not paying any money to the channel manager it's a pretty broken piece behind the Ingo MMT what we are trying to do is so there are always steps to keep on plugging it right um, there's one step which we did wherein we said hey you know what let's open kiosks uh, so we went and we opened around 100 odd 100 to 120 kiosk in all the uh, tier one and tier two cities of railway station and bus stands wherein people can walk in and book their tickets we have acquired a company uh, called bitla which has a property management sorry, pms uh, property management system right which is nothing but the hotel uh, the system which hotelier uses or rather the help desk uses right to enter okay what you are trying to do here is trying to build a pipe wherein the pms data can walk, flow into the ingo and you know the hotelier dependencies on channel manager or these bd guys who are doing it on the excel sheet kind of reduce and you can do the revenue management proactively for them all right right okay flight is looks very structured right you have only five airlines in india right Outside India, there are around 220 airlines, but overall what happens is that there is layered pricing. Mm-hmm. So for instance, every airlines, especially full service carriers, uh, which by the way still constitute more than 60% of flying market, uh, despite not in India, right? they give something called a point of sale of POS rates. Right? So the same thing which you would try to book from India, let's say same Etihad, which you would try to book from india would have this different rate versus you know the rate which you would try to book from dubai or from qatar or from us right that the idea of point of sale is essentially simple that you know i am charging the customer of that country based on the purchasing power parity but there is another layer to it which is <laughs> that i am idihad i am going to make sure that make my trip go Bibo yatra clear trips sells me Right? I'll give them a rate, which is whatever, India point of sale. If they have India pseudo city code, PCC, they'll get my India rates, right? But what happens to these offline guys? Let me give a little bit cheaper rate to offline guys and let me give them a little more aggressive target. So they have a cheaper rate than or better margins than OTAs, but much more aggressive targets. So they, they will be able to get that uh, better margins, that better PLB, if they are able to hit this targets. And nobody can know anything about this, except, you know, a BSP, which processes the settlement or the airlines, right? This typical information asymmetry, which is settled in the market and everywhere, right? So you would think it's all structured. I am the best, I have the best rates, but you would never have the best. You wouldn't even know whether what is the best rate. So how do you solve it? So over the last one year, we have been working on something called multi-supply engine, wherein we are plugging supply from different vendors and we will compare rates dynamically. So now what can happen is that these rates can have different value propositions, largely split into four buckets. It could be refundable, non-refundable, different baggage rules, you know, whether it can be booked right away or booked after some time and there's another piece which to it. So what we are trying to do is, uh, and we ran this pilot for around six months, it was a widely successful pilot, and now we have brought it to the front. So if you will go to go ibibo desktop, uh, it's going to go live soon on apps. For internet, especially for international flights, there would be flights where you would be able to see multiple rates, kind of room types. So you would say, itihad. for Etihad it- same flight, you're getting to see three different kinds of rate and nobody else does it. But what we have done is we have actually, you know, kind of curated rates from multiple different vendors and we have thrown it open to the customer saying that, hey, you know what, these are the different rates. These are the reasons why they are different. Now the choice is yours. You may get a rate as cheap as perhaps 10,000 lesser, but the ticket will come to you 45 minutes later. If you are okay with it, go with it. I think it's one of the biggest innovation in the international flights market uh, we are the first one to do it and it solves a massive problem of price and selection especially in flights we need to see uh, f- how people react to it on desktop the reception has been really good as yet
0: wow that's cool and, and you know a lot of different new you know revelations out there you know you talked about very very interesting all right so you you just Right now just mentioned about international travel booking and that is uh, you know uh, what my next question is about Mm -hmm. that if you look at stats of international uh, travel booking and you know I've been talking to a few other people what I get to know is that the the international travel booking market in India is still I mean online booking Mm -hmm. is still very low. And mm-hmm. people sort of still prefer to do it offline mm-hmm. for some strange reason. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the reason for that and you know, how long before international booking, international travel booking is also a norm and what, what will it take from, right. from, from the OTAs?
1: Right. In last one year, mm-hmm. we have gone, you know, OTAs have actually gone up in terms of the market size on international and we have literally doubled the market size. Mm-hmm but i completely agree with you especially if you compare it with the domestic market again there's a massive dissonance and there are primarily two reasons one is like i said price and selection right people get cheaper rate and there's somebody who is ready to negotiate them on the rates they get better selection right so there would be flights which you would have not even heard the name of lcc's right in europe right and you won't find them at many, many different OTAs. And the second thing is doing the hard work, right? Which, uh, you know, companies like Pick Your Trails are solving and they are kind of making the offline process online. The Doing the hard work is something which we wanted to crack in a much more, uh, you know, baking into the funnel way. So what uh, we did this whole usability study when we decided that, okay, you know, international flight is something which we should look at. And we realized there are three pain points, largely three pain points. One is price and selection. Like I said, you can get a better price with an offline travel agent. He can negotiate with you for a better price. You can get a better selection. He can make multiple different itineraries for you. The other piece was, you know, in terms of content, the education was not there. So let's say I am flying to, and this is a real time example, right? I'm flying to, from Bangalore to Madrid right and uh, I have a Etihad and I have a Emirates and I have you know another f- five different flights how do you make a choice between whether you should fly between uh, from Etihad or Emirates I mean and the price difference is actually 2000 rupees between the two if unless and until you have flown on both right or you know that there's a there's something called Seed Guru can, where you can go and compare right of the people just don't know. So what we are doing is we are integrating content from different content providers to make sure that people understand, okay, on this sector, Etihad runs this planes and has a better happiness score, right? Better satisfaction score versus Emirates. And obviously that will change from flight to flight from sector to sector and so on and so forth Uh, kind of a review and rating which we did on hotels but here we are uh, the data is already available it's just that no OTA consumes it very readily the third part is affordability and so uh, there was a time uh, when I used to work in Mumbai and um, I had friends who used to take personal loan to go on international vacations. It's such a, at that point in time, I am I was like, maybe he's the only guy who takes personal loan to go on international vacation. But the whole Facebook and Instagram has kind of flipped the mental model of people and they say, it's okay to pay. You know what, I don't even know what is the percentage, but six, 15, 16% for a year and you know, let's go to, Iceland, right? Let's go to Norway, right? Let's go to the next coolest thing which everybody is putting the photo on Instagram of. What we need to do is we need to kind of break that whole affordability problem into the funnel rather than the user looking at the Instagram and wondering whether I can go on this or not. And for that, we last three months we have focused on low cost EMI, EMIs. As this point in time, we are integrating with Just Money. So pay later, low cost EMI, EMI, and you know more importantly calling this out in the funnel, saying that hey, you know what? Yes, the flight is six sixty thousand rupees, but in two thousand rupees, something which Flipkart has already uh, cracked open for mobile, but travel world in India nobody has even taken a very good shot at, right? So we we are you know moving towards that. We are saying hey, you know what? If you have a HDFC card. You can fly this on two thousand rupees a month, kind of thing. All
0: right. So uh, we've been discussing a few very, very serious, you know, things in the in the past few minutes, mm-hmm. and, and, and I just want to get back to the, the consumer side of things. You know, yeah. uh, a very popular hack that Go I was able to pull off beautifully. That's called GoCash. Right. Tell us about GoCash. It was a very clever thing. It still is clever in many ways. Tell us about how it helped in changing the game. Yeah. And do you think that its attractiveness will stay, or you know, there are ways to sustain this, or right. it fade away eventually?
1: Right. So when GoCash was, you know, GoCash is a great example of product-led growth when GoCash came there was there were a lot of uh, referral program but there was no such explicit referral program wherein you could actually sign up and start using money it was a great product led program in which GoCash was the amount of GoCash which you earn you can burn and there were no restrictions blah 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 at that point in time when uh, Goibibo was specifically chasing growth it was a perfect product for it to be then we leveraged GoCash to build something called GoContacts, which was our shot at building network effects, building a flywheel, wherein we said, hey, you know what, what is the cheapest way to acquire customer in travel? It is definitely not meta, it's definitely not easy. What is it? We realized that if it is referral, then why can't we bake referral right into the product? Why can't we say, hey, you know what, uh, upload your contact book and uh, send the invite. And if a friend joins, you will get money you're anyways going to do that why don't you do it in one go and go contacts was a great program and it was one of the most efficient uh, customer acquisition program go cash you know relevance and the way go cash kind of fit in Vivo's journey is very dependent on where we were or where we are right so at both the stages where go cash led the referral program where go contacts kind of build the whole uh, you know referral program as a one-click referral program or kind of a network effect we were still chasing growth now we have kind of hit a scale wherein we are chasing growth but we are chasing growth with stickiness so if we want Ujwal to come in onto the platform what we want is we want him to transact on our platform as soon as possible possibly in next 15 days and we don't want him to uninstall that and hence, GoCash has become a part of a larger program called FIGO, uh, which is called Go Rewards externally, which is actually a loyalty program wherein every time your friend again travels, you get rewarded. But then there are other ways to get yourself rewarded. And it's not just money. You know, on flights, for instance, we give free insurance, free seat, free meal as you and there are different levels in, in which you can climb you can start you start from bronze but you can go up to the level of titanium standard loyalty program right gocash obviously has its relevance but gocash at the end of the day was a product which needs to be fit into the right context now at this point in time since we need stickiness what makes sense for us is a loyalty program where it fits at this point in time
0: right great so you know it's been a great amazing talk so far and you know as we come towards the end of it I just want uh, to have this one last template question that I ask everyone what are your secret weapons or tools that have helped you step up as a product manager
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so I read a lot and I make sure that uh, every day I take out some time and read a lot there are no secret weapons to it essentially you get to find a trigger and you start reading onto that. I try to read more books than articles, though obviously I end up reading a lot of articles as well, but primarily because books help you build a longer constructed point of view, which you can then, you know, interleave with different point of views. I read a lot of history. It's largely nonfiction, but it's not just, uh, you know, standard uh, product management books, but I read a lot of history because over the period of time, I have started realizing that, you know, history repeats itself, right? So it has helped me get that kind of context in terms of secret weapon. What I won't say it's a secret weapon, but uh, <laughs> you know what I do. So there are few blogs, which I religiously follow. One of them is SVPG Silicon Valley product group written by Marty Gagan another uh, book. You know, I recently read this book and uh, I'm a massive fan of this book primarily because it's a very structured book on how you can first-time manager of a manager and it helps you step up your product leadership game. It's, the name of the book is The Making of a Manager by Julie Zhao. He, she's a VP of Product Design at Facebook. Uh, incredibly brilliant book and if you don't if you haven't read her blog um, she has a great blog called the year of looking glass also on medium so the idea is you know build different frameworks in your mind and that's the output you know the input is that you read you read a lot and you read a lot of one-on-one books rather than um, the book which is fashionable at that point in time I end up reading a lot of um, you know classics I end up going back to them again and again. So for instance, uh, I got introduced to Peter Drucker uh, in 2007. And when I read him at that time, it just didn't make any sense to me. But now that I am rereading him again, all of a sudden, you know, now it's making sense why he wrote The Effective Executive and stuff like that. The secret weapon is to read.
0: (laughs) Right. Amazing. That was a great talk today at the product manager and this is uh, Ujwal and Ankur signing off. Thank you.